0: Seekers, explorers, and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. Today we're exploring the complexities of boundaries. A lot of people feel that boundaries are something that are fixed and they stay with you for the rest of your life but once you get comfortable with the fact that they are flexible and malleable and change all the time then you can actually start trusting them or working with them like most other topics that we've discussed on this podcast we all approach them from different angles and uh, have different attitudes towards them and today is no different so uh, let's hear what uh, our audience and discussion group members have to say about boundaries, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Renee Brown, who is famous for talking about stepping into your vulnerability, uh, in her book the, the Gift of Imperfections, she wrote, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. This is why we sometimes attack who they are, which is far more hurtful than addressing a behavior or choice. So boundaries, for most people, are hard and fast limits. They are borders. They are fences. It's a way for, to keep people out. It's a way to avoid dealing with things. And it's used as an, often as an excuse to show one's strength. So cross my boundaries and I'll show you kind of idea and a lot of people you cross their boundaries and there is hell to pay right and it's it serves only to perpetuate anger hate to exert power to create division um, so when we look at boundaries from more of a kind of self uh, self-development or the, conscious point of view, boundaries are fluid and dyna- dynamic. So, boundaries are not hard and fast. They are there as they change from moment to moment. And it is the reason that we, we end up feeling they are hard and fast is because we don't trust them and we don't understand them. Right? So, Boundaries are not to, meant to be tripwires uh, for us to react, but rather to observe and learn about ourselves. So we set our boundaries, and my boundaries are going to be different from someone else else's. And essentially, once we've dealt with all the baggage we have, those boundaries are really okay. I don't. This doesn't feel good. So I'm going to move away from it. Or I'm going to express it. If I'm talking to someone and they I feel they're stepping over my boundaries, do I need to get angry? Do I need to jump down their throat and explain to them in harsh terms that, you know, you stepped on my boundaries and now I'm going to exert my power over you? Right? So why don't we talk about first how people exercise their boundaries? when they are sleepwalking through life and
1: uh so for me boundaries was really a lesson in connection to myself um connection to self-care connection to my sense of value and the more i i pushed into um getting connected to myself and finding value in who i was the more the boundaries popped up in the in the way i was able to maintain them as soon as i felt resistance or i started bargaining with things like rejection and all of the things we trick ourselves into feeling that you know feeling that they control us or or dictate our actions the more i pushed into uh, valuing myself and then the easier it became just to set those boundaries and the more comfortable because i think you're right learning how to trust boundaries um, is really a, a form of, um, I don't know, of just getting rid of a lot of indoctrination, social indoctrination, I would say.
2: Interesting, yes. To me, the concept of boundaries is very multi-dimensional. and you can apply this to uh, different layers of your existence in social life. And what I have observed at work, for example, that people don't usually tend to set their boundaries very clearly. And what I what I notice very often in my colleagues that people get frustrated that, you know, oh, this email co- comes into the inbox and we have to deal with it, and this is not even my job. And uh, my response to it is like, OK, so if this is not your job, why are you doing it? ah Because if I'm not doing it, no one else is left to do. Right? Okay okay, so what else can you do about this? You can reply to say, look, I can't help you with this. And then you can set these boundaries. So, and a lot of people complain that they have to work very long hours or they, you know, work after hours. They, they have mess in the inbox. I, to be quite honest, never experienced this in my all professional career. I'm always kind of good when it comes to dividing. This is my personal life, this is my professional life. I don't cross those boundaries. I don't miss it, mix it up. And in personal life, you have that as well. You have the family who can, you know, try to abuse you or set your their own rules or expectations or social norms on you. And sometimes we tend to believe that other people are mind readers or prophets and they know what you are thinking, but they are not. And if you are not saying what your expectations are for this particular relationship how can you expect others to know how can you expect others to find out so in order to set the boundaries I think the clear coherent authentic conversation is a great starting point thank you
0: no of course and but it also is a conversation within yourself what you can accept and what you can't because you can have parents that you know uh, Cross your boundaries, and you feel okay. Well, they're just being parents, but then you go to your friends and you complain, "Oh, my parents are being so annoying. They're doing this and that." And then you have you have not expressed your boundaries because you you are allowing that energy to perpetuate within you, right? Um, and family is definitely one of the, <laughs> the more challenging aspects of the boundary work there is. Um, so it, it is it is an external communication as well as an internal work to understand what our boundaries are, because a lot of times, I think a lot of people don't actually know what the boundaries are.
3: Yeah, I found a lot, um, a couple of decades ago with some groups that I was working with, initially I wanted to be like the cool person that everybody you know liked and things like that but what I actually found was that when boundaries are put forward and there's consistency people know what their their parameters are and what they're not so like for me I don't yell very often not a yeller but by the same token if I raise my voice people will get really quiet because they're like oh crap she's really pissed off so it's the kind of thing of where it's like you know you don't, you don't wield it in that sense. But by the same token, what I found was that like in America, I see a lot of parents that want to be their friends with their kids. They want to be like the cool mom. like, where's the cool little outfit. And like, Oh my God, I'm wearing the same outfit that my 14 year old daughter is wearing. It's like, yeah. And you're 60 and it's just so not cool, but whatever. But it's still the kind of thing of where it's like a lot of those children need those parameters. They need the parameters of that parent knowing that this is a line you do not cross. And until they have it, they basically will continue acting out. So what happens with people is that everybody has their upper limits. So it doesn't matter what relationship you have, you have your upper limits. So where you basically, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing to find out where's the boundary, where's the boundary, where's the boundary. And a lot of times when you hit it, it's painful because then you have to recalibrate. But mm-hmm. so when you recalibrate, then you basically realize that this other person totally has your back and you're like, okay, it's good. So the more boundaries that a child will have with their parent of knowing that this is the line you do not cross the more that that child actually feels safe because there's a consistency in that
0: Mm -hmm.
3: whereas if you don't have those boundaries and you just kind of let whatever happens then it's it becomes almost like chaos so for me personally too i like the fact that i know authentically who the people that i'm dealing with are and what their upper limits are But then when you hit that upper limit of where the other person has a boundary violation, you then need to discuss it. But I mean, I had a conversation with someone recently who said, you know, Oh, are you not talking to me? And I said, I would never just discard you as a friend. I love you. You're great. And it was like, but because other people had treated that person like that, they thought that I was doing the same thing and people are not disposable, but that's the thing about these, these boundaries are so, they're fluid and they're, they're, they're ever changing, but that's the part about where communication is so important because you have to have a conversation with the other person that the boundary has been either violated or, or that, but there is a certain feeling of, you almost feel like you're nestled at your mother's bosom when the boundaries are in a good place, because it's completely a safety of knowing that you are in that realm of where everything's
0: cool. Well, it's having that balance between two interacting party, parties, as it were, uh, in any given experience, uh, you have the balance, a uh, really good balance between their boundaries and they, there is that perfect knowledge of the boundaries uh, of the other person. So you, you are able to dance this perfect uh, synchronized harmony, right? And you are able to progress and achieve things together as um in that experience without having to step on each other's boundaries or take advantage or uh, whatever it may be now right
3: uh, it's such a beautiful way to describe it exactly it is totally a dance it is a dance of being able to know that when you pivot or pirouette or spin the other person's going to be able to completely take whatever is going on etc and be able to go with that and that's why it's fluid it's completely a fluid thing of where mm-hmm. within the parameters of the boundaries, it's beautiful.
4: For me, <clears throat> with the boundaries, when I was first <clears throat> learning about them and applying them in my life, um, I would have like, you know, like, as people were saying, like, I didn't know how to um, see where my, <clears throat> where my limits were, you know, like I had to really work on, you know, as you had said <clears throat> talking and having an open communication with people but the more I learned about my boundaries and um the more I didn't want you know <clears throat> what was right for me and what wasn't right for me there were people that um <clears throat> would cross my boundaries and I would be polite and I would say you know you're in my space or what not And they just wouldn't listen. And you had said something in the very beginning, not to be harsh with people. And I really did try that. But there are some people that, for me, and and they're dear friends of mine. So I have no. Um, this is no way of judgment, but for for in order for them to to listen or to hear that you're in my space, I have to be a little bit um, harsh or loud and say you're in my space. Move, you know, before they'll move. And and um, it's uh, it's something that I've learned that there are some people that you have to be harsh with because they won't listen other way otherwise you know and that's and that's not in a bad way it's just how they are and like my one friend he he just keeps getting in my you know he just won't leave me in my in my space and I have to be really harsh and direct with them and um and then there's other people where you have to be very kind to and just say, you know, you overstepped your limits. And um as far as me overstepping my boundaries with others, recently I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine and Uh, she's very much like Barbie, she doesn't yell. But when she raises her voice, I know she I overstepped, And then it's like, okay, I'm going to back off and give her her time and her space. And then, and, and then, um, you know, it's, then you, 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 you like you give them the space, and then you go on with your conversation, just say, okay, well, that's not good, you know, okay, I overstepped. So I'm not going to do that anymore. And um, just try to respect the other person's um, feelings by, you know, sometimes people don't know how to express their boundaries, you know, they get because they don't know how. And by, you know, when somebody comes, if I somebody gets mad at me, because I overstepped, I try not to take it personal, I try to learn from it and Mm -hmm. um, respect that person because they don't know any other way. And the only thing I can do from what I've, um, from my experience is to keep learning and to keep applying what was taught, what is being taught to me and to, to live <clears throat> that, that, um, that way and to be an example, so to speak. So that's all um, <clears throat> I wanted to say. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Maureen. Uh, and you bring up a lot of good things there. Melly, I'm going to come to you in a second. Um, I personally believe that we, we shouldn't really have to raise our voices. I think that if I'm expressing my boundaries and they are not respected, I have the, then the choice either to change my perception of the experience to leave or to stay and be continue to be uh, have my boundaries violated. So those are the three choices I had. Um, if I have to continuously exert my boundaries in an aggressive way, and they're not being respected, then I think I would. It wouldn't take long before I would uh, kind of allow that relationship to uh, disappear as well, uh, because then there isn't that. Flow that dance between you that we were talking about, and I th- as many things that we talk about on these uh, in these discussions, it is an individual responsibility. So if we all learn to listen and hear other people's boundaries and be uh, be sensitive mm-hmm. to it, nobody needs to raise their voices. Nobody needs to. Uh, have a a, a negative uh, emotion or reaction to it, um, but that's my point of view.
5: Thank you, uh, Christopher. Um, when I started thinking about boundaries before uh, before the the session here, um, the first thing that came up was guilt, and I was surprised. I had to think about it, and then um, and then I realized that to me boundaries are deeply entangled with uh, that feeling of guilt. It's that large feeling of guilt that you cannot really put a finger on why or how it, it came up in you. But um, I think it's, uh, it has to do with the, um, the fact that I think boundaries are also gendered and cultural. Cool. And so as a little um, Indian girl, um it, it was as if I was expected to take in everything and anything and always being good with it. And so you are not expected to have boundaries mm-hmm. and um, and so when you start feeling it's too much for you and you react, then society around you makes you feel guilty and so, it, it was really, really recently that I came across that that concept of boundaries. It was like, oh, so this is something real. Um, and so that was really um, uh, a really good thing to, to come across that concept. And I have to say, I, I was the first one. I'm the first one to get a little bit hurt when someone will show me their boundaries, saying, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and I will I will feel hurt because in my head it's like, no, there is no way you can put a boundaries to anybody to anything. How oh, do you do that to me? So um <laughs> there is a lot of to to work on in there. I, I do that. I've also discovered that once you accept the fact that you can have your boundaries, exactly as you said, Christopher, then you feel you don't have to raise your voice. It's just you can you can just express or act uh in a way that will respect yourself and 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 so to to land my point here is that to to choose to respect your boundaries is really to respect yourself and put yourself first and i think the more you do it the more your boundaries become uh softer maybe enlarge and um eventually will probably dissipate because you don't feel threatened because you know who you are. But, um. so yeah, yeah. I think there is lots of guilt around that. Thank I think you. you.
0: I think you're uh, putting that very succinctly and very prudently there, that it's once we d- uh, come to a point where we have that complete respect for ourselves and essentially we've dealt with all the, the uh, baggage that we have there is no further need for boundaries because we know exactly what we can what we expect and what we don't expect and what we we can uh, accept right so there is no need for boundaries boundaries are really for when we are at that stage where we <laughs> we're, we're working through those challenges so that's very nicely put thank you Malik
6: yeah, I think one reason why we struggle with boundaries so much is because of, you know, our need for self-validation. And in a way, like, you know, we are like inherently wired for connection and belonging. But I just feel sometimes we go too far with those needs where we often jeopardize our own boundaries in the same context. And I think the reason we stay there in those boundaries, um, know, that we can't stay or like, you know, deviate from those is because... Of the lack of ability to express ourselves and be vulnerable in the right way and um, communicate where our needs are not being met and how people are overstepping. Um, We just aren't conditioned in the right way to communicate because we can do everything else like whether it's getting angry, raising a voice or distancing ourselves than just you know in a very civil manner you know like confronting the person and saying that this is what's been happening and this is how it's you know feeling for me can we do something different about it but like we just aren't trained in that way you know um so yeah i think there's a in my view anyway there's a clear link between self validation why we stick why we have why we struggle with boundaries and why we stay in those is because of we just don't know how to like you know communicate ourselves properly enough
0: well and that comes down to power and Self-esteem uh, in in many respects, I think, where if we if we know who we are, we know exactly what we're about. We don't have that fear of being ostracized from the community or the tribe or the family or, or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, so, therefore, uh, we are able to we feel very safe communicating our boundaries. But most of the time, we are fearful of being ostracized and kicked out of the tribe or kicked out of the family. So therefore, we are concerned about uh, expressing and exercising our boundaries because it's easier to let people trample all, all over you and accept you in the in the group, as it were, um, and then to just allow people to uh, kind of mistreat you in that way because if you start exerting your boundaries, they're going to react negatively to you, right?
6: Absolutely.
0: Yeah,
1: it's Such good points. I think everyone's just really sharing such really, really, really great insight. And I love what Millie said about um, you don't feel threatened because you know who you are. Like, that's so epic. And... You know, every boundaries are a great discussion. But like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And Mm -hmm. and and sometimes that happens. Like sometimes that's real. Um, You know, I have some buddies who just the other day at their company picnic, they had some disputes. So guess what happened? Everyone formed a circle and the two guys who were having the dispute put up their dukes and they duked it out. And, um, this, you know, the cultural thing as well, you know, there's a lot of Samoans who work in that and they that's part of their way they deal with stuff. And that's part of their culture. And that's the culture around this crew of individuals. And so when I go in there, I've, I used to box and I know how to, to deal with those things, but also knowing who you are allows you to just be okay, that that's their stuff and not yours. And you can. You can travel through that without taking on the anxiety, the, the feeling of, um, of being threatened and just knowing that that's how they're dealing with things. And also boundaries create a, such a sense of well-being for us. Um, and also boundaries can also scare people. A friend of mine, Steve, had some stuff stolen from him. He found out who it was. He called the individual and calmly said, you return it, put it in where it was. I see it there tomorrow no questions asked and it didn't go the way he wanted to. And then he just said he kept using a calm voice and the more calm he was, the more unnerved the individual was. And eventually the police showed up and everything got resolved that way as well, but he didn't have, he's a small guy as well. And, and, you know, he's, um, he's had some, some physical injuries as well, but in spite of all of that, um, he is able just to, because he knows who he is, he knows he's comfortable with that. He's able to remain calm and not be afraid or threatened or scared by these individuals that, you know, um, you know, that's, they live a life of crime. It was just really interesting to see how boundaries have so many different flavors and uh, tones, but it all comes back to, like Millie said, knowing who you are.
0: Of course. And I think we'll we'll bring up the whole situation with if someone attacks you in a physical way, so to speak. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, because that is a very interesting situation you come up against, and then the the lowest level of preparedness will really kick in, right? So, uh, Barbie, uh, before we get to that discussion, we'll go to Barbie.
3: So, I just wanted to speak to the idea about the being kicked out of the tribe thing, and I think that, Unfortunately, there's a lot of experiences that I've had in my life of where you don't fit in. So you basically have to like go away and you need to die. And it's it's really, that might sound a little bit extreme, but it has actually been that extreme. And But the best part about it is the fact that when you are fiercely your own person and you're fiercely the individual that you pull yourself forward to be, You then allow everyone around you to be the exact individual that they need to be. And that is the best gift you can give to another person by being strong in your boundaries as to the fact that this is me and this is you and I get to be me and you get to be you. That is the most powerful gift you can give to another human being because you're not asking them to be all wavy and your boundaries and swishy and like all this other weird stuff. It's like, you're exactly the way you're supposed to be. And I'm exactly the way I'm supposed to be. And I decide whether or not I want to be able to interact with the version of you that's presenting or not. And that is so powerful. So that has been my journey, my entire life in the sense of where one of the things that people have told me a lot is that you allow me to be myself. And that to me is one of the most beautiful gifts that we can give to someone because I have worked very, very hard to get to a point of where this is me and I'm completely okay with it, flaws and all. And that is the most important thing. And if we allow that other person to be that whole, as opposed to feeling like we're somehow broken and we're 30% or 50% or 75% looking for other other parts to basically complete us to make a hundred percent, No people need to be 100% in their own power, and then allow all these other 100% people to be around them as well. And that, to me, is the most important thing in regards to when you do boundary work, and you know yourself, and you know what you will put up with, what you will not put up with, and you express it. The communication is also 100% a key of saying, you have, you have violated a boundary for me, and you need to apologize or something else like that. So that's also where you need to be strong enough to be able to state that this is how you're feeling.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. And And this is where the personal responsibility comes in that we are all individually responsible for our own stuff and that we show up in our own power and in our own awareness. Uh, That we acceptance and allowance are two huge aspects in this. It's being able to uh, observe and accept everybody else for who who they are and who they need to be. Allow them to express who they need to be, and you know if that doesn't uh, jive with you, as it were, then you can walk away. If mm-hmm. if there is no, if there isn't that energetic match, then that's not your tribe, but that's not your person, and that's fine. And it's mm-hmm. just accepting that and allowing them to continue on their journey, um, like Glenn was saying before about the the Samoans in this community. Allowing them to do what they need to do, that's fine. You don't need to engage in it and you don't need to be drawn into that. uh, In that, Exerting your boundaries in the same way because that's not part of uh, who you are. Uh, Carol, we're going to go to you in a minute to go to Maureen first.
4: I just wanted to point out, Glenn brought up a a really, really good point about um, intimidation. Um, because there are people that are very intimidating and, and they'll get like right into your um into your face. And for me, when that happens, all my boundaries and all my self-worth just falls to pieces. You know, it's like I have a difficult time um exerting I well <clears throat> now like I have a difficult time still exerting my um my boundaries on those people who intimidate me and um it's like you know like they want to be the um I guess the head honcho or you know the tribes or whatever it's just that they come off being very intimidating and they'll like they'll stare you down and then you know you back away and and then it's like well where do you where do I um speak up and show my you know this isn't this isn't um, for me, <clears throat> you're, you're disrespecting who I am. I have a lot of trouble doing that with people who intimidate me. And I <clears throat> and I really beat myself up for that because I should stand up more for myself and <clears throat> not allow that person to intimidate me. Because I know that once I get past that bound, once I get past my, my block, so to speak, then that person who intimidates once I speak will no longer be intimidating. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. it, it would kind of like dissipate. But I still have trouble um, with situations where, with when I'm in with a group of people, like I'll I'll shrink and I'll <clears throat> I'll just remove myself. And that's not, I don't think that that's healthy for me mm. <clears throat> because it's not it's not allowing me to stand up for who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, that's all I want to say, so thank you. Well, Maureen,
0: perhaps uh, explore a little bit about the fears that are presenting themselves that are preventing you from being the, uh, kind of standing in your own power and uh, communicating your boundaries. And you communicating them in the same tone of voice I'm communicating now, right? You don't need to be you know, oh, I'm pissed off now and start screaming and yelling, right? Uh, But it's, as uh, we were talking with Sukun here before, oftentimes it is that fear of being ostracized, fear of not being included, fear of losing someone. And going back to what we were saying before as well, about the allowance and the acceptance, allowing people to, Uh, or allowing yourself to remove yourself from people that are no longer vibrating or or matching your vibration, right? What do you think about that,
4: Maureen? I think it's great advice. And um, I've learned to... Well, I started to because I'll get like a lot of anxiety when somebody's trying to intimidate me, but I've started to do that breathing technique Mm -hmm. where like I'll breathe in like four times and then and hold it and then let it out, so to speak. And then I'll feel a little bit more relaxed and able Mm -hmm. to um, to say something. But you're right with those people that are um, intimidating or wanting to control too much. I will remove myself from the situation because there's only so much you can do. You know, there's mm-hmm. only so much that um, <clears throat> you can say to that person, this isn't working. And then that person just, you know, it's just like, okay, well, <clears throat> it's not a good situation. It's unhealthy. Or that person themselves will re- remove themselves. Mm-hmm. So, advice. Well, well. and I'm still working on the, it's like, as much as I like to say, oh yeah, I'm like the self-empowered person when you come into when you hit reality and you hit you know you deal you start dealing with um people you realize that a lot of the anxieties still come up and um you know it's like wow it's like i'm not i i i i still have these these you know these anxieties but then i look at it and i say you know that's okay just get through it and Say what you need to say, even if you have to give yourself a few minutes. You know, so <clears throat>
0: sure. Well, the universe is always going to give you opportunities to test out your new skills on uh, standing in your oh, power, and you know how <laughs> how 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 you allow that anxiety to exist within you and just to dissipate uh, while you experience it, right?
4: Yeah, uh, Universal keep showing those people up until you <clears throat> will keep showing those people will keep showing up until you um, <clears throat> stand up and respect yourself. So yeah, to speak. Uh, that, that's until, been my experience.
0: Yeah, it's until you've learned your lessons or the lessons that you're supposed to learn and exactly. and uh, heal the uh, uh, wounds, right?
4: Yep. <clears throat> Thanks,
0: Carol.
2: Carol. We go to you. Thank you very much. I love those discussions. Uh, The Wednesday afternoons are usually highlights of my week. So thank you very much for all of the great discussions and uh, all of your valuable insights. Um, One of the points that I kind of (coughs) reflected when you all were talking, um, there was kind of big emphasis on knowing who you are and knowing who we are and enabling other people to uh, knowing who they are. Um and one of the things that I kind of recently been studying quite in in more detail is this kind of the doctrine of the emptiness, the Madhyamaka, that everything is kind of the empty in essence and not knowing, actually being very comfortable in not knowing mm-hmm. who we are and Johari window, you know, the Johari window that the, the unknown aspects of ourselves and actually getting very comfortable with this. And when you are talking to people, people like to categorize themselves. They like to put themselves into the box. You know, I'm X, i Z, I'm, you know, X, Y, uh, or I'm- um, la- Labeling. You know la- labeling, be- belonging to that tribe and everything that does not belong to that tribe is kind of threat. And, to me it seems that you know one of the most important thing that i can do for myself is actually to check all the time and every day how i am and how i feel and what i notice is that my boundaries sometimes fluctuate so one day one comment made by an individual i might just be like this whatever and the very the following day the exact same comment might make you know make me might piss me off mm. and then the first question that I'm asking myself is: It me? Has it something? Has something happened during that day that contribute to that feeling? What's going on? Is it my reaction? Is it my response to that situation, or is that really that person tries to uh, figure out? You know, uh, mm-hmm. ha- ha- hurt me in some degree. So, is uh, when when setting the boundaries or thinking about the boundaries, it's really important. It, in my uh, it's, it's, I think it's very important to investigate how I am during that day, and if something it's kind of off of the norm or of my normal usual state of being is is good question is like trigger. So don't waste good trigger. Investigate what is going on. And uh, another point that I really wanted to. Uh, bring, is, uh, uh, especially based on the Maureen points, is about the violence and being intimidating uh, or facing someone who is intimidating. I think there is a there is great person to listen to, uh, Jocko Wheeling. I think he was a Navy SEAL and he's talking, he's a belt Jiu-Jitsu master and he talks a lot about the leadership. And it's great to listen to him to find out what like practical strategies how to deal with people who are intimidating who really want to pose a physical or psychological threat to us and one of the things that he's saying is do not engage like avoid the situation and if possible if it's not possible just escape because the people who wants to intimidate us, they looking for the opportunity to engage. So sometimes even the eye contact is enough for them to spark the conversation. sometimes ignoring them it might be not but you know not the best strategy. So show the respect like if someone is trying to intimidate you you know you feel that vibe, It might be just like, hi, how are you You're good yeah I'm good here and you know just do something like read book and if you are on the booth and you see someone is behaving that dodgy way, just escape don't engage don't go into their world
1: yeah i agree with carol i i was recently at a heavy metal concert and there was a guy who was he's shoulder checked me right you know he he did the bump in and he had all the attributes of the individual who would do that and i know what that means and i know he knows what i i know that what that means and immediately i didn't engage i I just worked with my energy. I got grounded. It's I was like, that's not my energy. That None of that stuff is mine. I don't even want it. But also I removed myself from that area. I just went and did something else and, t- and took the show in from another area. And then knowing how concerts tend to go and people were going, you know, imbibing a little too much. I did leave before the last two songs, you know, cause I didn't want to engage with any of the mess, you know, it wasn't worth my time effort, but at the same time, knowing who I am, I also didn't need to, I also didn't need to prove my quote unquote manhood. I didn't need to engage in that way. And that is the ultimate flex. And there's no negotiating with that flex. And it allowed me to just slip on through just like, you know, Teflon and none of that stuff is mine. And anytime it came up or anytime it popped up, like Carol just said, beautifully, don't waste a good trigger. I got a chance to just ground, let go of it. Hey, that's not my stuff. That's not, that's not my deal and let go of it. It just felt really, really empowering.
0: Well, that is the empowering. And I think if we aren't strong in our own power, and when we, when we walk away from a situation like that, we, we have this perpetual thinking like, Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have, or rather than saying, that was amazing how I was, you know, the, the ability to walk away from that situation and, not a scratch on me, not a scratch on anybody else. Amazing. It's wonderful, right? And, but I think when it comes down to those physical threatening situations, it is a choice. You can choose to engage, you can choose to not engage, you can choose to run, right? And you then have to understand that you have to take the repercussions of whatever choice you make and work through that. Uh, process afterwards. So if you if you're in a situation and you know the you do end up fighting the person physically, um, then you obviously have to deal with Johnny Law, right? You have to deal with uh, uh, the damages on yourself and the other person, and worst case scenario, it could be quite serious, right? So you have to. It could be not lifelong uh, repercussions of that situation. If and then walking away then you have to deal with okay who am i and kind of that those emotional uh, repercussions of oh i should have thought thought that person i feel like a, a weak person now and just understanding how how that process is for you
1: it is a very very difficult well It's challenging. Um, Earlier last summer, um, there was some sort of traffic issue. I have no idea what it was, but there was an individual yelling across traffic at me that he was gonna kill me. He was freaking out. He got off of the road. He was inching forward onto the side of the road, trying to get a better angle at me, to look at me. She's yelling, screaming, getting out of his truck. I'm gonna kill you. And here in Alaska, you know, because you know it is a place where there are bears and things like that, you know, people do carry guns. It's it's like carrying a hammer to a job site. It's some it's a tool that you need sometimes. And, um, but that also pops into your mind. And afterwards, everything got resolved and, and, um, I'm not sure what actually happened with him, but as I moved on, I was rattled and I, I kept like talking at myself saying, why am I so rattled? Why am I so rattled? And I was like, wait a minute, that's a normal reaction. That's normal. That's normal to feel that way. It's normal for me to feel this uncomfortable. And I felt scared, you know, and, and I, I just got to turn. I just was like, that's a normal reaction when someone's threatening your life. You know, I wasn't sure how that was going to roll. I was trapped in traffic. I couldn't really go anywhere. I was stuck in between lanes, you know, and you know, my heart was pumping. I didn't make eye contact and I was just trying to maintain my energy. And, you know, it was, you know, I was in that crucible that you sometimes find yourself in. And then afterwards, it's that, you know, how do I negotiate that self-talk so that it isn't my enemy? And I love what Carol said, you know, utilize, never waste a good trigger. that That's amazing. That's really, really good.
0: Uh, uh, that is the ultimate kind of crossing of the boundary, right? Just stepping in and fiscally threatening you with, your, your ultimate demise, right? Um, and being in coming out of that unrattled uh, would be, I, I think it's very difficult to uh, uh, do that. Um, so, yes, you—you that you, that is the uh, physical reaction that is a signal to you that your boundaries have been crossed, right? And the way you deal with that uh, boundary.
2: Um, violation
0: is uh, uh, ultimately what is going to be your strength.
2: And unfortunately Glenn, I'm not able to take credit for um, that saying because I have learned that from the one and only
1: Christopher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank, thank you for the uh, shout out Carol. But uh, it's, I've learned
1: a lot from him as well. There's it, lots of it, wisdom.
0: I, I stole it from someone else as well. So uh, I can't remember the name of a, a podcast I heard, so uh, I, I can't take credit for myself, but uh, I use it widely, and it is uh, it is meant to be spread, so you, use it and abuse it as, as you please. <laughs> uh, Barbie, you've had your hand up for a long time. I was just going to
3: say that I think one of the things that's important in regards to the idea that you know when you're kicked out of a tribe or the things like that they were talking about, One of the most important things that I think, and it's one of my messages and something that I will be putting out in perpetuity is you need to have your own boundaries with yourself. You need to become your own best friend. And when you become your own best friend and you love yourself, then you can show up fully activated and fully in your power with everybody that you interact with, because you're completely just like, this is me. This is who I am. And ultimately Again, if, if I'm not your cup of tea, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that is totally 100% fine. This whole wanting to walk around pleasing everybody, not going to happen. And if you're in your job site and 80% of the people are vibing and everybody thinks you're great, 80%, you're doing an amazing job. There's always going to be that 10 to 20%. If you look on Yelp or other things like that, it's always that one person. It's like I just didn't like the wasabi, and that waiter was an, a jerk, and I didn't like them. But you don't hear about the other like 500 people that had an amazing dinner with the amazing person. You just hear that one person that just wants to put their little you know like stank on it about how that person's not good. So just remember that the fact that you are your own best friend first, and then from there, from that. spot, you can go out there and then interact with other people and it's the most juicy amazing thing wherever you go there you go that is one of my favorite sayings of all time wherever you go there you go and I know people throughout like years had issues at the the job that I've had for a couple of decades and people are like well you should just quit my guys just totally quit because like my guys just quit because people are jerks whatever well guess what Those are my patterns. Those are my issues. So throughout the entire time of knowing different people, I've watched them completely deactivate any of their issues around me because of the fact that I've done my own inner work. And that's the most important thing. So the inner work that you do yourself, wherever you go, there you go. You can't just go to another person or another job or another space. You can't just go escape because the bottom line is that you are the common denominator that will keep showing up. In that sense so you need to handle and own your own shit, and then from there when you know what your boundaries are then you can attract completely different people that vibrate at the frequency that you want to
0: no that's so true and Hell yeah that, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly hell yeah uh, but it does it does kind of bring a full circle there when we know ourselves and we stand in our own power, we've worked through our stuff, then we can trust our boundaries. Mm-hmm. Then our boundaries are integral with ourselves. So we don't need to continuously exert uh, exert our boundaries and tell people about them because it becomes fluid. It becomes so natural to us that it people are fully aware of who you are and that's then they also accept that or if they don't they move away right
4: this has been a really wonderful conversation i I really thank everybody for um their contributions and what i just realized and I, i just discovered so to speak is um sometimes i allow people to intimidate me and um There may they may not be trying to be intimidating, but because of how I perceive them, I see them as intimidating and therefore, like, I'll shrink. And that all goes back to um, and I just realized this, and that all goes back to my parents, because my dad, even though I mean, he, he. he was a very intimidating person and it would be like the look to kill, you know, and um, and I would shrink from, you knew like at that time when he looked at you, like that was it, you know, like you, you just like, all right, I'm not doing that again. And you took on that belief that when you, when, <clears throat> when I took on that belief that uh, people that have that, you know, when they have that intimidating appearance to, you know, shrink away from them rather than get past that they're really not Trying to be intimidating, they're just—that's just who they are. And I haven't—it just occurred to me that I—that because of how I was, because you know, my my parents both, I I um I allow this intimidation to control me, and um I'm going to do a lot of work on um diminishing that, you know. And I really want to thank you because I it never even occurred to me where that, where that belief came from, or why that, you know, intimidation causes me so much anxiety. um, Still, and so I need to work on those blockages. So thank you, everyone, because uh, I had like a really nice breakthrough.
0: Awesome, Maureen. That's wonderful. And that is the whole concept of don't waste a good trigger. Because you look at those triggers, and then it opens that door to find the breadcrumbs back to the original sensitizing event which in this case for Maureen was uh, intimidating father right and so mm. you 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 are you were conditioned to believe that uh, people were going to be intimidating you expected them to be intimidating but they right. had and they had so again Maureen?
4: I'm sorry, and to shrink away from it rather yeah. than to yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because so you, were, was... you you never had the chance as a child to stand in your own power and to uh, exercise your boundaries, right? So, right. Uh, So that that then becomes a pattern in your life. That's beautiful. Well done.
4: Absolutely.
0: Beautiful. Well, yeah.
4: it's a, thank you. Because if it wasn't for this conversation, I don't think I would have. Discovered it, and um, and and it, it's been a breakthrough, and it, it's been um, really, really wonderful, and something that <clears throat> I guess I could start on healing, so to speak. Like Beautiful. you know, thank you. Well, that thank was awesome.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. No. No. That's a uh, part of the reason we do these conversations and uh, being able to share for people to share their wisdom and for others to pick it up. Uh, we all pick something up. We have uh, one of our uh, participants here who uh, chose to put something in the chat. So I'm going to read out the quote because it's uh, it's very uh, apropos and it's, uh, it's a good one. So this life is mine alone. So I have stopped asking people for directions to places they have never been. There is no map. We are all pioneers. So thank you for that. Appreciate it a beautiful quote and uh, something to think about.
3: I think this is a really good conversation piece because, again, the more that you're fully activated in your own power and you are 100% yourself and within your boundaries, the more you allow other people to stay in that space as well. And I think it's a really beautiful gift that we give to other people by doing our own inner work. And that's a definite benefit to the planet.
0: Well, and it, it is that when we when we are strong in ourselves, then we aren't threatened by others. And, you know, if someone's standing there screaming at you, screaming their head off, you know, you don't need to make assumptions about their history or their background. And you don't need to take, take it personally. You can say, I don't like you sc- screaming at me. I'm going to walk away now. And that's it and you don't need to feel afterwards, oh, I should have yelled back at them or whatever, because you you are fully within yourself, and you understand yourself to the point where that... And you understand that, you, like Carol was saying, you don't have to be afraid of the emptiness or the void because you are uh, friends with it, and you can fully accept it. You can accept any situation you come up against because you are you totally trust yourself and you know yourself right well thank you everybody for joining in and it's, uh, as we set the intentions before the discussion today to have a vigorous and uh, deep and uh, meaningful conversation we certainly did that and uh, congratulations to maureen and we shall see you next week thank you everybody I do love it when uh, people join our call and have uh, realizations live on air, as it were, and uh, can uh, bring what we talk about right into their own experiences and solve things for themselves. It's uh, a wonderful uh, thing to have happen on these uh, different discussions we have. I hope you've been able to garner some uh, nuggets of wisdom as well from this discussion and uh, find things that you can apply to your life. And if you're interested in exploring how boundaries might apply to your own life and your situation and see how you might be able to work some of these uh, techniques into your your own uh, uh, everyday life certainly uh, jo- uh, join us at the alchemy experience that our workshops we uh, boundary work is certainly something that we do a lot of work with uh, so you can visit us at the and just uh, click on the uh, to schedule the 30-minute free consultation, and uh, we'd be happy to uh, have a first initial chat with you and see how we might be able to help you. And until next time, I wish you all the best. Have a good one!